I'm Bree. And I'm Shalika. And we are two long-term friends who get together once a week to chat over coffee or tea. Join us as we talk about all things black, white, and in between with, with Cafe, Cafe Confessions. Hello, my dear. Hey, how are you doing today, tonight, this evening? I am doing lovely. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, you know. Um, I feel good. I feel good. It's been a good evening, and yeah. It sure yeah. has. It's been a good day. Like, I, I feel very productive today. Yes. Okay. I'm feeling I productive. I got you. And inspired and just ready, ready for this new year, huh? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm looking. You know what? I'm in the season of new friends, new relationships. And okay. I just got some good news. Um, I'm not going to really go into it too deep. You know what the deal is. So I got some good yep. news. I just feel really good that I'm making headway with like certain relationships. Um, I don't know. What about you? What's going on with you? Um, I feel like I feel like I can say the same. I feel like friendships have been very tricky for me in the past and it just seems like we're on the up like with all of my friends not like I'm just mm. making new friends and it's getting greater I feel like the friends that I have had for a while like we're we're really solid like we are doing the work Ooh. to be better friends to one another so I'm excited and yeah but what you're drinking on because I feel like what we're talking about right now is very very on point for what we're going to talk about later so before yes, we ma'am. Do that you know us we are always on brand always always, always. On brand. Yes. I am drinking the classic uh, lavender chamomile tea. Mm -hmm. I did not take the time to do it loose leaf just because mm. I've been busy all day. Like I just, I didn't feel like going through my jars of herbs and trying to figure stuff out. So I mm -hmm. just got me a prepackaged tea, which I don't recommend because technically it's not good for the environment. But really? Yes, supposedly. Don't quote me on this. I had seen a TikTok and it was like, um, the tea bags are not good for the environment. And plus they're not made in like a like safe, not safe, but like a sustainable way. So okay. I usually like to do the loose tea because of the bag. Um, but I already bought this tea like over eight months ago. Gotcha. So I am throwing it in the trash. That's useless. I'm going to use it. Yeah. And I just bought me a new tea box. I wish you would have said something like an hour ago. Oh, you know what? It is okay just because I am privileged enough to have an herbal store, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have an herbal store in your area, do not be hazarding yourself with trying to find new <laughs> tea. Do what you got to do to get your tea. Do not let, don't, I'm a meat bag floating on a rock. I say this every episode. Take what I say with a grain of salt. What I do works for me, not for you. That is totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> what you drinking no judgment no judgment i am drinking the last of my iced coffee yes it is late and i'm gonna suffer through but i low-key want to stay up tonight so i'm drinking the last of little last bit of iced coffee that i have okay my um store-bought iced iced coffee so yeah I'm okay it. at eight o'clock at night what are your plans <laughs> what are you doing today <laughs> Um, I'm going to start a new series for sure. What I still it? have to cook. Um, there's a few series that I want to 
I want to get into. So we have Hulu now. So I think I'm going to try my hand at watching Snowfall. I've been hearing a lot about that. My cousin okay. told me about another show called Money Heist. And it's, it's completely done, which I like. Like, I could just watch it. Mm-hmm. It's done. I don't have to wait for any seasons. But it's five parts, like 10 episodes. I'm going to watch that. And then we're just going to see where the night takes us because I don't have to go to work tomorrow. So I'm just, I'm just living it up. Just going to be caffeinated. Living my life like the night. golden. Golden, golden. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm doing. So yeah, I'm excited. Oh, that sounds like a good little stay at home date night. Aren't those the best? Yes. And then it's, look, my iced coffee is not about to match with my meal, but I found that I'm really obsessed with Philly cheesesteaks, like, but homemade Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But that's my so random. Just, I know it's so random. But my <laughs> aunt made this for me one time and it was so good. And every time the store like has the meat for it, I'm like, oh, give me that. We're gonna have Philly cheesesteak. So <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to make this. This is probably like one of my new favorite meals. Like I'm I'm a taco girl. I'm a taco whore, like completely. Like I will eat any type of tacos any day, any time. I can eat that. I'm gonna have tacos at my wedding. I yes. love some tacos, but <laughs> when I can't have that, this right here is like a delicacy for me. So uh, that's what I'm about to do. So yeah, I know. Philly okay, so you know how you're like, oh, you gotta make your sausage and potato soup um, for yes. me. Ooh, okay. what are you gonna make? <laughs> Wait, is that I what you're about to say? I got no. I'm saying that you are gonna have to make these Philly cheesesteaks because oh, it's good. Yeah, it's I good. need because you're passionate about them. So I'm gonna need oh, you good. to cook mm-hmm. for me. Oh, I got you. Yeah. And I'm going to get more girl. I've been waiting to cook for people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. I sure will. I got all the ingredients. And it's like three ingredients. So, yep. Got you. Okay. Yeah. But make that meat and potato soup because I definitely, I think I had some recently and it wasn't spicy like yours. And I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, now if Brie made this, it would have been volcano spice. But we need to have an episode just on the amount of spice Brie can take. So if y'all ever want to send her something, Send her the hottest bottle of hot sauce that you can find <laughs> or like dried seasoning. She would definitely accept it because this girl is oh, crazy for spice. No, crazy. I am crazy for spice because there's times I still do this. If I'm craving something spicy and I, I can't get that kick, I will go to YouTube and I will watch chili pepper eating contest oh, just, so, just so I <laughs> could watch people have the burning sensation. And I'm like, okay, cool. I got my fix. So I am addicted to hot chili spice. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so if we ever get a P.O. box and I drop the address, send me spice, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want She'll take it. Spice. Spices and herbs, like that is her thing. So don't, yeah. Don't send it to me because I'm just, I, I can handle spice <laughs> in bits. Like not like this chick. So, but anyways, just to tie back to what we're talking about today, you know, earlier we mentioned, you know, making friends and everything. So I think that was a perfect opening to what we're talking about. And that's boundaries. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Which is so important and vital to your growth and coming into your own, like having boundaries or lack thereof, in my opinion, can really shape how you feel about yourself and how you think people perceive you. So before we really expand on that, like let's define boundaries. So uh, boundaries, a psychological demarcation that protects the integrity of an individual or group or that helps the person or group sets realistic limits on participation in a relationship or activity. So Brie, what do healthy boundaries look like to you? 
Oh, this is a good, first off, this is a good topic. I feel like this is something that I needed to talk about within myself because I have been practicing setting boundaries. So I feel good. I feel good about this. I just want to say, and that uh, definition, I don't know if I would ever think of putting a definition of boundaries in that way, but that makes total sense. So thank you so much for providing that. For me, um, healthy boundaries looks like respect and trust, plain and simple. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say trust first because I should be able to trust that I can set a boundary with you and then second respect that you are going to follow up and respect Absolutely. them. Absolutely. What, what about you? I would say the same, expressing discomfort and it being accepted, uh, not being put in situations that make me uncomfortable, that you mm. know make me uncomfortable. And respect for me as an individual. Like, you see me as an adult and an equal, and you're going to treat me as such. So, yeah. Yes. The adult and equal part, I feel like that is a good thing to add for, like, elders, right? So, girl, your your parents, your aunties, Mm -hmm. your grandmas, Mm -hmm. they always see you as a kid. Like, no, I am 30 years old, okay? I'm tired of you calling me a baby. You still a baby. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I <laughs> I've been through life. I am not a baby, ma'am. Like I, I don't have baby bills, okay? Like, I, and, and I'm not there. Like I'm not there. We're not, not there. baby bills. Stop. Serious. No, you're okay. Not to rant, just to add on a little bit of something. <laughs> One of my coworkers was a Gerber baby, right? Really? So, right. <laughs> have you ever met a Gerber baby? I don't no. know. <laughs> yeah, so she told me, she was like, yeah, I was a Gerber baby 1988. And I was like, oh. damn, girl, they had you on a can of peas. So anyway, the baby bills just made me think about a Gerber baby. Moving on. <laughs> I just wanted that. <laughs> She's holding on to that from infancy. 1988 is 2022. Look, sometimes yeah. you just got to let people know, like, I was out here, okay? I was making oh. that baby money. Like, they liked me. They thought I was cute. And they cut a check. So can you can you say that? I'm like, I believe with that, too. You know I was a Gerber baby, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> That is a conversation starter. Like, if you don't know what to say, like, talk about yourself, I guess. <laughs> no, that's, that is, that is, I gave me pause. I was like, <laughs> like okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, tell me about that was like, you know, yeah. she was like, yeah, we got the newspaper clippings and everything still. I was like, hold up. Didn't we have a manager that said, like, she was I don't know she was playing in some dirt or something and then the newspaper really liked it she was playing in something that she just looked so dirty and like the, the newspaper thought or someone put an ad out because they thought it was just so cute and now she had you don't know if you remember what I'm talking about no okay we'll have to talk about this off off camera but I remember I don't want to drop any names but we did have a manager that said like oh yeah I was you know they thought I was so cute and they put out this ad and everything and we were just like okay girl but what does that have to do with what's going on right now like that was very how I'm talking about it right now but yeah I I thought you're talking about the same thing like was she a girl baby no okay Don't bring that up to tell me. I'm <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about this for sure. <laughs> um, but no, my question to you, before we like get into like the whole boundaries thing, let me know what makes you feel used, undervalued, uncomfortable. Give me your triggers. Oh, man. Well, I mean, for sure, stepping on my boundaries, like completely disregarding them. I, 
I strongly dislike when someone like will try to fish for information like or makes comments about Ooh. someone I'm close to mm-hmm. when they especially when they're not present like I do not like that or making like hateful inappropriate comments around me because you think it's okay yeah like, I see that a lot like with having a trans sister like people will try to ask me questions I'm like would you ask this would you ask her that like, oh don't God. think it's okay to ask me. Like, especially if, even if we're there, there has to be that level of respect. Like, to me, it's like, if you're not respecting her privacy, then you're not respecting me. Yes. I know, like, just with, you know, not being valued, not seen as, not being seen as an equal, like you mentioned earlier, elders. Mm-hmm. They are, like, the hardest to really, you know, like, really set boundaries with because they just, yes. it's like they don't care. Mm-hmm. they don't give a damn like boundaries they don't even know what that means like once they hit a certain age it's like that does not apply to me but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that but what about you like what makes you feel that way as well you know what um this one I was like what is my trigger what's my thing and you when you mentioned that people fish or they try to say things that are like I want to see how you're going to respond to mm-hmm. when people use triggering words for me like when we worked um at our old job there was a manager who said that he was going to be lynched in a meeting. I just talked about this with my DE&I team. I literally just talked about this. Yes. I will never forget that. I will you never forget never that. Forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you remember that? I do. I, I felt like it was almost like a challenge of like, I want to make you uncomfortable. I want to push your boundaries. I want to push the limits mm-hmm. with you to see how far you will let me go. And right. recognizing that there's a person out there that's like, I enjoy the uncomfortable. I enjoy fizzling up something in your body. That makes me feel used. That makes me feel undervalued because I feel like you're playing a game with me. Um, I have emotions. Sometimes things happen and it's like, it was completely random. It wasn't intentional. But when someone is intentional with making me feel uncomfortable, that to me is, that makes me feel, that triggers me the most. I don't even have words. Because you don't even, you have no regard for my feelings or for me as a person. Why would you say that given that person's background? And when I say background, I mean ethnicity. Why would you be so comfortable to say that when one, where we were working was heavily white. Mm-hmm. There were a sprinkle of, there was a sprinkle of black people. And I mean, honestly, if you think about it, there was probably like no black males present in like our immediate office. So to me right there, I'm like, oh, you feel comfortable because you don't feel intimidated by any men up in here to check you on what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And we already know how men act around women. Yeah, they can say whatever and they can get away with it. But also the position that you held at that company, you should know better. Yep. Like. And I'm sorry, but like, I really did not feel like if I ever were to say something like something that I didn't agree with, something that made anything, anything that I just had like a grievance with, I didn't feel comfortable enough to go to HR. Like Mm -hmm. they never made themselves present. Like I didn't even know who our HR was. Yeah. It's it's really a change when you start working somewhere that they care about you. They really value Mm -hmm. like how you feel at this damn company versus that job. Like I even thought about leaving a review even though I haven't been at that place in like years I still want to go I still want to go on Glassdoor and be like if you are a person of color do not work here (laughs) I don't even know what it's like now 
I don't know what it's like now, but I knew right. what it was like for those two years that we were in hell working there. So yes, yes, sorry. And that was just a little snippet. <laughs> anybody who I'm sure anybody of any color can understand that is not a term that you should be using in everyday lingo, especially in the office. You do not use the term lynching as yeah. a way to say that, hey, I'm going to be maybe disciplined for being late or that's not yes. a term that you no. lynching is not a discipline. No. That is a historical reference to a rough time in our period as black people that is very yes. triggering. So yeah. saying that to me, it was intentional. I felt like that male knew exactly what he was doing. So mm-hmm. whatever, we, that's a conversation for another day. But before you move on, I just want to talk about another boundary that they were stepping on. And that was definitely <laughs> talking about our hair, especially knowing that we switched up styles a lot. I remember our manager, we both came out of the bathroom, not even mm-hmm. out of the bathroom, but to wash our hands. And I had a regular ass slicked back bun. And mm. she looked at me and was like, oh, okay, well, how do you do it? Like, can I touch it? Uh, girl you haven't even washed your damn hands right why the hell, with soap <laughs> why the hell would you think that you could just touch my hair no this ain't no fucking petting zoo like leave right. me alone and then i said no and when i i felt comfortable we we're gonna get into this but i felt comfortable enough to tell her i pulled her to the side i didn't i didn't blast her in front of everyone i did oh. not send an email but i did put her in a room and i was like look when you said this i'm gonna tell you it made me feel uncomfortable this is how it made me feel instead of i'm so sorry that i made you feel that way it was oh that oh that wasn't my intention oh it, now i feel like a, a horrible person it's like oh let's I'm take you out of this yes i'm a victim that mm-hmm. makes me feel this way i don't care how it makes you feel i'm telling you how it made me feel this right. is what you did to me. So that I know this is not about that work situation, but that was a boundary that mm-hmm. was crossed. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that none of them learned from anything, which is why I want to go on Glassdoor and write a review <laughs> on these people. Everyone can get it. Everyone in that damn job can get it. Except for there was like one person. I can't remember his name, but he was oh, awesome. Yes, he was super jolly. Yes. Glasses? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yes, we're here. Yeah. That yeah. is it. Everyone else, <laughs> there is a special place in hell for all of y'all for how mm-hmm. you treated the Black community up in that place. So we will get there, but... Um, let's just get back on topic. Okay. At what age? <laughs> sorry, we do this, y'all. I'm sorry. Like, we get passionate. We gotta talk about these things. Anyways, what age did you begin to set boundaries and did you have help? Ooh, okay. Did I have help? Absolutely not. No one mm. has ever showed me how to set a healthy boundary. Um, mm. and that is not to come for anybody in my family or any of my friends because Sometimes people just don't know. They cannot teach you what they don't know themselves, right? Right. right. But no, I was not explained or taught how to show healthy boundaries. I didn't learn how to be a healthy boundary setter until mm-hmm. I was about 26. Ooh, yeah. That mm-hmm. was two years ago. So I went 26 years of my life not knowing how to set boundaries. Um, my childhood, if I knew back then what I know now, so many things could have been avoided. I definitely could have had a little bit more confidence in setting mm-hmm. boundaries. I still waver with my confidence today when I set one because it's still foreign to me. Yeah. So it is important if you have children. Um, I just want to say I'm not a mom, but I do like when moms say I ask my child if they want to be hugged. 
right? Ask my child yeah. if they want to be kissed. That mm-hmm. is showing a child how to set boundaries. And it is okay to tell a child, you can say no. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. So yes. Just those little things. Mm-hmm. I felt like if I was taught that at a younger age, I would have had more confidence in saying no now. Yeah. What about just, you? To, just to really highlight on that, like with parents, you know, I feel like this generation, we are trying to make a switch. Like we're trying to be better parents. Mm-hmm. We're trying to let children know, like you do have a voice, like you said. And one thing that I love to hear is when parents say, I don't force my kids to hug people. I don't force yeah. my kids to be like, be nice to them because they're so-and-so. Like right. there's just so much that happens within our families. Like, you know, I just like with molestation or, you know, like mm-hmm. feeling like you don't have a voice to that evil um aunt or uncle or cousin who's just downright mean to you for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and you feeling like okay well that's my family I have to I love seeing parents sticking up for their kids I love that and I just hope that you know one day if I'm ever blessed to have kids that I also come through for my kids like that but I would say for me I'm like you I didn't start setting boundaries until my late 20s and I even feel like no, I wasn't taught how to set boundaries. I felt like I just got tired of feeling like I didn't matter. I felt like, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I told you in a previous episode, I was bullied and I rarely stood up for myself. So mm-hmm. I feel like that was also a key, a key in why it took so long for me to set boundaries. I was afraid. I was yeah. afraid that if I said, hey, I don't like this. Now you're mad at me or, you know, I just didn't know how that would turn up or if I if I told you I wasn't comfortable with something are you going to stop hanging out with me am I going to not have any friends anymore mm-hmm. are you going to turn and just be mean to me so I feel like I will say like you know I, I was in therapy <clears throat> um, but I feel like with the help of having better friends and also just with experience that has helped me create those boundaries yes yeah. no I mean I feel like when you are bullied that is another psychological standpoint mm-hmm. that I feel like only people who have gone through that can relate to right. because wrapped up in that fear is also well if I finally stand up for myself is this going to result in more severe bullying right yes. And that can also be abusive too, as far as like abusive parents. If I set a boundary with an abusive parent, is that just going to result in more abuse? And therefore it's a waste of time. Absolutely. I love my sister to death, but she bullied the hell out of me. Mm. You think that if my family like really helped me stand up for myself and, you know, weren't a part of the bullies that I was already dealing with at school, Mm -hmm. I feel like I would have, been able you know to like just set those boundaries as a kid like I don't have to deal with this but because I was dealing with it at home it's like well this is no different I want to keep the peace with her and this is what I know how to do to keep the peace so I got to keep the peace with you so I don't have to deal with this here too so yep yep no that's something to ponder and think about and I feel like as a person who grew up in a home that was not as stable um I definitely, I had no sense of what boundaries were. There were many boundaries that were crossed in my own home. And therefore, going out into the world allowed 
people to cross boundaries and me being accepting of that because that's what I was doing at home because that's what I was trained to do is to be a doormat basically so yeah learning that unlearning that is very time consuming very traumatizing (laughs) so I just want to stress to any parents if you have kids out there that are young and impressionable or even if they're in their 20s explain to them the power of boundaries um that is a powerful that's power within self right um I wish and I don't want to keep saying I wish if I had the tools or my mother had the knowledge at the time that she was raising me to show me these skills I feel like I would just have more confidence like I can't stress that enough in every aspect more confidence in my intelligence and my abilities um and I would be able to trust my intuition more sooner right because you have your boundaries and they're they're being stepped on and you're like well this is how I feel on the inside but I'm not saying anything so Mm -hmm. that confliction goes against can I even trust myself yes Um, yeah yeah I just like you know speaking through me right now (laughs) this is not me this is uh spirit I really feel it because I just I I swear to god when we went over these questions earlier today none of this came to my mind it just flowed through me right now so I'm saying that for somebody, I feel like someone needed to hear that. And I'm going to hone in on you. If this is for you, I hope you got my message. Um, And I say that with love. But back on topic, my question to you, ma'am. So when we come to the topic of actually setting boundaries, right? Setting the mood. What do you need to feel or what do you need to do in order to feel safe enough to set and share? Set and share boundaries that serve you. Absolutely trust. I need to be able to trust you. I need to know that when I bring up an issue, you will not take it as a personal attack. Um, I've seen that a lot with like relationships and friendship relationships. Um, I need to know that you're coming ready to listen and accepting of my truth. And I also need to make sure that I'm listening to myself. Like you said earlier, putting my feelings first. Like I feel this. I don't like this. I need to stand up for me. I need Mm -hmm. to be me no one is going to be there for me the way I need to be there for me and Mm -hmm. if I don't stand up for myself I'm telling that inner child like just accept this yep I can't I can't do that yeah so I need to stop trying to keep the peace because I'm afraid of the outcome yes so yes yeah what about you for me my love um I think trust is obviously really important but I want to add on to that I need confidence I Mm -hmm. need to know And maybe this is not as big of a deal, but like, I need to make sure when I speak to you, because we need to complete the cycle, right? Right. You don't just set a boundary and just say, oh, in my mind, I set this boundary. No, you have to set and share that boundary if it was crossed. So it doesn't happen again. So, right, when I am sharing a boundary, I need to have confidence. I need to make sure my voice is unwavering. I need to make sure that I am stern in my thoughts. Because sometimes you cannot predict what someone's going to say or how they're going to react. So you can imagine all day that they're going to be like, I hear you. I'll work on that. Sometimes you get into that situation and they're like, well, I don't agree with you. Mm -hmm. I don't see what you're seeing there. They can challenge you, right? You want to be prepared to be challenged, to be challenged and be confident in your decision. No matter what they say, you can always hone back into that first original thought that this is my boundary. I've already said it. I don't care how you feel about it. You can accept right. it or not, but I'm letting you know that this is my feelings. So for me, it's confidence. Absolutely. And I think um, when we're preparing that conversation, we also need to prepare ourselves, you know, for what you just said, 
if they don't accept that, what does that mean for me? What do I do with this information now? Like, mm-hmm. what is the sec? What's the second part to that? Do I walk away from it? Do I Ooh. am I starting my word because either you accept this or I'm out of here? Do you compromise? Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. So, no, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, so, we're gonna we're, yeah. We're gonna get there. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, with that being said, do you currently have any boundaries that just aren't working for you? And what are you? What were you doing before boundaries? Okay, let me go with that question first. Though, what were you doing before I was setting mm-hmm. boundaries? Absolutely nothing. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing a mother freaking thing. Uh, <laughs> I know that sounded like a BET. I just want like a BET movie. Mother loving. <laughs> Yo, no, I was just talking about this last night. Baby boy had the worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. So, yes, if you watch BET movies, you know what Mother Loving, if you don't know, (laughs) you don't know. And you know what? Really quickly, off topic, why was it Mother Loving? Why? It could have been any, I mean, I guess Loving and Effing kind of go hand in hand. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it could have, it just sounded too soft. It sounded very like 70s (laughs) gigolo. Like you yeah. couldn't come up with nothing a little bit more aggressive yeah, than mother love like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> No, seriously. So I'm trying not to curse y'all. So if y'all sound like a BET special, just please disregard. Do not come for me. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry, but um where were we at? I am so sorry. <laughs> what were you, you doing cur- to set boundaries? Okay, Before, yeah, so, what were you doing in the past? Well, I, was doing, I wasn't doing anything. I had no sense of setting boundaries. I was literally, mm-hmm. I was internalizing everything. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was just allowing people to do things that I knew that did not sit right with my soul. And I would either cry myself to sleep about it. Um, I would continue to stay in those relationships that were not serving me. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that was unhealthy, that... I should have not been doing I was doing because I didn't have that confidence yep. but what was the let me see hold on so you said do I currently have any boundaries that are not working for me yeah. I think I do I think I still have some boundaries that I need to set um or adjust yeah and I feel like I am too forgiving so my boundary Ooh. setting when it comes to forgiveness, it's so far out. Like, I need to bring that back in. <laughs> right, like, right. Somebody doesn't get 45 chances yes. before you say no more. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I, it goes back to my childhood of feeling like I had to be loyal. And loyalty made me feel like I was being a good person. Right. I right. felt like it was an attribute to my character of okay. like, being trustworthy yes, and being, yes, you yes. know, mm-hmm, right. So mm-hmm. That being said, it's not being told how to set boundaries at a young age. I have forgiven people so much that even to this day, people still expect me to reach out first. People expect me to apologize first. People expect yeah. me to chase them to fix. And sometimes I deserve to be apologized to. I should not always have to be the bigger person. I want to be oftentimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm telling y'all, spirit is speaking through me today. I don't know. Y'all can't see me right now, but I'm like, <laughs> yes, this, this right here, this right here, finger movements, this right here. 
oh my god just you saying that I just think about I think about my own situations and it's very much that Brie it's like I gotta show y'all that I'm loyal and I want this to work this friendship this relationship Mm -hmm. this relationship within the family like I want this to work so you know what, I, I know that you're so used to me reaching out first. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to reach out first. I'm going to apologize first. Even when I felt like I am not wrong. I'm yep. not wrong. You are absolutely wrong in this situation. Yep. And you're trying to be the victim, but you are not the victim here. But because I, I don't like, I don't like confrontation. I don't, yep. I really do not like confrontation. Yep. I try to avoid it. I try to avoid it so much. Because I don't like it. And like, I just want to keep the peace. And yep. like I was saying earlier, like, keeping the peace is not always the way to go. And even what you said, like, giving someone 45 chances, like, that has been me. Why am I giving this person so many chances mm-hmm. to show me who they are and how they feel about me? Because Ooh. you don't respect me. I don't. Ha- I shouldn't have to give you chance after chance after chance. Nope. For what? So I can prove to you that I'm loyal? But what are you doing to prove to me that you deserve to even be my friend? You don't, you don't deserve to be here. So yes, Brie, you talking about that. I'm like, you are absolutely right. Boundaries did not exist in my friendships. Mm -hmm. They did not. not. Mm -hmm. And just to go back to the question, like I would say for me personally, my immediate reaction was avoidance. I I would avoid the conversation. I would, I would try and change the subject because, you know, like, you know, people like, let's just say like they were talking about something that I wasn't comfortable with. I feel like people don't normally pick up on social cues. Like you see that this is making me uncomfortable, but you don't care because you want to talk about this or you want to, like I said earlier, fishing for information. And Mm -hmm. that wasn't right. That's not right. That's not right for you to do that to me. But when I felt like you didn't care, instead of talking to you, telling you like this made me uncomfortable, my immediate reaction after avoiding is getting an attitude or being distant mm-hmm. because I'm like, you don't care. And I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this. So the only way that I can get you to notice that you did something is by me being upset. Yes. Try to be visibly upset or, you know, ignoring you mm-hmm. so you can finally get it. Like you're doing something that I don't agree with. Yes. Telling you you're doing something that I don't agree with. <laughs> no no I'm so glad because I didn't even think about that but I do the I did the exact same thing like you just put words to my thoughts without me knowing Mm -hmm. that I had those thoughts so thank you I appreciate you but go ahead I didn't mean to cut you off no I mean but that 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 was it like yeah so I I will say just again with the question I do currently have boundaries that are not working for me. And it is something that I'm working on. I am working on, but you know, you mentioned earlier, not being taught how I don't have the tools to do that. Like, how do you set boundaries with people who have known you for such a long time? Like, (laughs) and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I truly feel like the longer a person knows you, the harder it is to set the boundary. Yay! You know, it's like like they know you, and it's like, but I've grown since then, but they don't allow that growth. Yes, you know? yes, 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 yes. This was a divine conversation because you're on point. I don't want to cut you off, but yes, absolutely. I genuinely feel like people get comfortable 
in your characteristics mm-hmm. and they also get comfortable in your insecurities and they also get comfortable in you having no boundaries right what you oh, notice when you get self-worth and you set a boundary or even if you just start to appreciate yourself a little bit more people will fall off and those people usually are the ones who do not benefit from you respecting yourself, right? They were benefiting from the disrespect that you had for yourself, the lack of self-worth, right? And I feel like if, I feel like that's something to pay attention to. If you notice that people are all of a sudden falling off the moment you are taking more time, appreciating Mm -hmm. yourself, loving on yourself, let the people go. And I also, I wanted to add, I wrote this down when you were talking about it, you do not need to be afraid of losing people. I know, yeah. I know it's easier said than done. I'm speaking to myself. I'm not even really speaking to anyone else, not even Shay. I'm speaking to Brianne. Mm-hmm. You need to be okay with letting people lose you. Let those people walk away. Let yeah. those people walk away. You do not have to save everybody from losing you, right? right. Let right. them experience life without you. That is their choice they're doing. And honestly, their downfall. Yeah. If you know that you have provided nothing but positivity, nothing but love, and maybe you set a boundary that didn't sit right with somebody, maybe that made them uncomfortable because you are showing yourself love, your self-care. Let the people walk about your life. I guarantee you the biggest burden that they will have is the fact that they walked out on their own. You don't have to show, pick, pry, chase, flag down, hunt down. It is not up to you to save everybody from losing a good person. Let those people go. That. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, I, I will say, I think we both have had this, it's been an issue for us, like trying to hold on to friendships or, I don't want to say friendships, but relationships that no longer serve us. Like, exactly. like you said, always trying to make the peace, always trying to save someone. When it's like, you should just be saving yourself. You should want the peace within yourself. Why are you sitting here trying to hold on to this person that's bringing you misery or there's a lot of uncertainty in your relationship? Like one minute y'all good, next minute you're not. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know how to balance in that. Like, did I do something? Did I not do something? Mm-hmm. What's, like what's going on between us? Um, but really it's the only thing that's happening is you're growing. You're saying no. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just telling people how you expect to be treated and they can't handle that. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah I mean okay there was something else that I wanted to add and it just it flew in my brain and it flew right out so it might land a little bit later on in the episode and when I say oh it's landed y'all just know that that thought that I had <laughs> is now here it's back. So do not, don't be alarmed if I have but moving right along until that thought comes back um have you set boundaries in your relationships this includes family um and if so what do these boundaries look like Mm, for me personally it's an ongoing process um friends and family I believe like I said earlier it's easier to set uh boundaries with new people in your life and honestly I feel like people who might have had a hand in like raising you or shaping you like you said earlier they just can't see who you are now And I think for me, like, as I grow and respect myself more, I'm paying attention to the things that make me feel uneasy and I have to listen to that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's hard. It's, it it is hard, like setting those boundaries with people that have been in my life. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of the boundaries that I've set have happened after like a blowout, like, you know, like, you know, 
I just have to let you know, like, I, said, I can't take this anymore. And I've let my friends, like, people that were in my life, I've let them know that. And surprisingly, when I was just completely honest, like, whether we drifted apart, somehow we have figured out how to come back to one another. And there's a new respect there. But mm-hmm. I don't want it to always have to be, I got to let you know this, that, and the other for us to get there. Right. I do feel like with my family, it's still an ongoing thing. In my relationship, I feel like the boundaries were set the moment that we decided to be in each other's company. With my new friendships, I feel like it's an unspoken boundary, but I also think like these are people who don't necessarily like know me, know me. Like these are new relationships. So I feel like there was already, I don't know if it was like already a respect thing that they had, like, cause they, they do like a lot of them, they have their own individual minds. So I feel like it was, it was different for them. Like, like I came into a friendship where there were already boundaries. Like they already knew, Hey, I'm going to treat this person with respect. I'm going to see this person as my equal. So there's no need for that conversation. And there hasn't been, there hasn't been like a, a need for me to say, Hey, you did this or whatever. Maybe I'm not letting people get as close to me. Maybe that could be why, mm. but <laughs> I, I, really, Wait, I have I a question really, Yeah, before you go on. Cause it's on my brain right now. And I've been, I, this is my first time that I have actually used my notepad since we've been recording mm-hmm. where I'm like, I always have a notepad by me so I can write down my questions that I want to ask you. And I never do, but today oh. I have like questions, questions, <laughs> questions. I'm sorry. So Oh, it just left my brain, but no. damn it, damn it, damn it. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I'm having a mental breakdown because it was just in my brain. That's why I have to have a notepad. Continue speaking. Just okay. Just oh no, like do you want me to repeat what I said so you can remember what we yes, were talking please. about? <laughs> please, please. Um, I was just talking about friendships. Um, it being easier to talk or to have boundaries with new people in your life. I also talked about not wanting to set boundaries when I have a blowout. Any of this ringing a no, bell? I have the memory of a goldfish. This is my Girl this, is, this is my plight, and I have to um, deal with the the struggles that God gave me. And this is one of them. <laughs> and I just so happen to be a person with a goldfish memory, running a freaking podcast like Listen, a weirdo. I'm going. I'm going to take that because people like I will literally watch an entire movie with you. I'll talk, I'll watch it. I already, right. If you ask me the character's name two weeks later, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> okay. I have no clue. And it's like, I paid attention. Like, I'm paying attention to this, but it just don't, it just don't grab. It just don't grab, but. It just don't grab, yeah. It's not, it's not there. But all that, all that to say, it's hard setting boundaries with people that have been in my life, but I'm learning. And I think the more that, you know, I grow in my relationship my romantic relationship where I am feeling valued the more I grow with friendships that now understand like this is how we need to treat each other as friends the more it's going to make it easier for me to continue those boundaries with people so Mm -hmm. I think it started in the relationships that I've already already have and I'm forming and it's just going to be easier from then so what about okay I think I remember you had said something about um you're not letting people in like you're not yeah you're not not letting them close I was saying maybe I have these boundaries with them because I'm not letting them to let not letting them um get too close to me okay 
So I feel like with that, I'm pretty sure this was my question. I wish I had the wording. Like I have thought about it in my head, but you saying like, you're not letting people get close to you. You aren't given that same vulnerability as you probably were before you have boundaries set in place. Right. Do you think that that's beneficial? Like not being as open, has that been beneficial to your boundary setting or to protecting yourself? Why do you feel that is that you do that? Um, honestly, I feel like maybe it, I, I really feel like it has to do with boundaries. And I think it's because when I allow people to get close to me, maybe it plays on my um, detachment issues. Mm. And I don't want to get so close to a person that if they leave, like, that shit really affects me because I am learning how oh, yes. to detach from people. Like, I know that I, I tend to have an unhealthy relationship with my friends and like the slightest thing, the slightest change, I naturally, I'm like, what did I do? Like that was, and I, maybe it's from growing up and being bullied and just having relationships where basically like forming relationships with people who didn't really value me, like treated Mm -hmm. me just as my bullies did. Like I had a lot of those relationships up until high school where, you know, I, like we talked about earlier, like being the ugly friend, I felt like I put myself in situations like that. So I think for me, it's like, I just want to protect that. Like, if this is good, I'm allowed to be good, but it's going to be what it is. Like, I hate to say like, these are surface level friends, but I have to protect myself and not, not until I know, like you're in this for life. I don't want to show you like, pieces Mm. of me that I feel like you can use against me yeah like like if I show you this like damn like then you know the real me like I feel naked like you out here seeing this isn't like not to say like I've created this image for like people to see or created this image of myself but I want you to always see me as this way and I'm not ready I'm not ready for you to know other things about me like you know so I think that's part of setting healthy boundaries is allowing people to earn your trust you're right earn your vulnerability like it's levels right and i feel like is it a red flag now in today's age where we're at in our life it's different when you're in high school but when somebody automatically is just too trustworthy too open too too giving does that come off as a red flag to you? Are you still able to see that person and meet them where they are and just understand that maybe they don't have the same boundaries set as you? Um, maybe they're not, maybe they haven't done all the work that you have done or even gone through all the trauma that you have done, gone through. So they're able mm-hmm. to give themselves a little bit more easily or is that a red flag? I would say for me, I think it depends on the person, but it's so funny that you say that because I have a friend this is me trying to merge friends I had a friend that told me I don't know how I feel about this person because they were just so ready readily or ready to give out information I didn't I didn't know what to do with that I don't like that like to me it seems like you're just too trusting and they saw it as a negative whereas me I'm like oh well I could be like that sometimes I just feel like you're comfortable with me so I don't know like maybe I don't know, maybe it should be a red flag. Like maybe you shouldn't just be so quick to give information about yourself to people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, no, I I mean, I had, I had heard and read somewhere that people who give too much information 
it feels like they're less trustworthy. That's why I asked because Mm -hmm. I knew that there was a scientific um, answer to it that they've already determined that people already view this person as less trust tr- as trustworthy. So I mm-hmm. wanted to know your opinion if you felt the same way. But it is true. Giving yourself away too soon can devalue you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being too open with maybe giving your trauma away or just giving any knowledge that we didn't ask for, not having boundaries can lower how people respect you. So. Right. In the act of making friends and setting boundaries, you also want to be knowledgeable on how much are you giving away. If you're trying to gain friends that respect you, respect who you are, you need to be um, picky with what you do and what you give. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So all that to say that. um, But I I do want to answer this question. Okay, so for me, I feel like I have definitely set boundaries with my friends not so much my family mm-hmm. um you know what let me rephrase that I would say that I have set one particular boundary with a family member that was probably the most important boundary that I've ever set um okay. you know not to say too much but we do have a person in our family member that does abuse alcohol right okay. and I feel like setting boundaries with people who are struggling addicts is very important and your process as protecting yourself as dealing with an addict and them on their uh, rehabilitation journey. And I know you know this because you've gone through this yourself. Um, And if you have dealt with anyone who struggles with any type of addiction and you've gone to family counseling, they will tell you that you are doing a disservice to yourself and to them by not letting them hit rock bottom, right? You cannot save them. Mm-hmm. right you have to, and that's the hardest part for most people but when you think about it that's you not listening to your boundaries when you're allowing somebody to use you for money for drinks or drinking in front of you or doing drugs in front of you knowing that they're on their road to recovery they're crossing their boundaries and yours so right. you have to learn when you're dealing with addiction how to set boundaries it's so important for everyone's sobriety and sanity mm-hmm. Um, and that was where I really kind of practiced my first boundary setting with family. And I hate to use that as the only example because I had help with that. We, like yeah. I said, we had family counseling. I have not set a boundary really on my own um, face-to-face with a family member. And I, I do hope to get there. I feel yeah. like family is harder than friends because I can choose to be friends with you. I can't choose for you to be my aunt or my uncle or my cousin or my mom or my dad. I still have to deal with your ass, right. you know? Right. So we got to see you at every event. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that oh. is that. But I have a question um, going into that. How do you deal with people who disregard a boundary that you have expressed to them? Um, you kind of mentioned this, mentioned what I do earlier. Um, I used to give a lot of chances and I'm still a very forgiving person but only if you're willing to do the work by changing. But um, if we've had a conversation and you refuse to change, then I let you go. And it takes a lot for me to do that. And maybe like, I'll just start pulling back until I have to be gone. Like I'm still trying to get to a point where, like I said earlier, like I don't want to just have a major blowout, but I do want to have a conversation that's like, this no longer serves me. I got to get up out of this. Now, if you aren't a close friend of mine, then I have no problem just like, okay, well, I'm done. But I don't know if like, that's the correct response. Like, sometimes I feel like, should I be telling people, you cross the line, I got to go, 
or should I just make my exit? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I definitely do. I'm more confident in telling people where they have me fucked up, but <laughs> <laughs> it's also like, uh, you know, like I just, like I said earlier, I just, if we can have a conversation about it and you recognize it and you're like, okay, I'm willing to change. I have no problem forgiving you. Right. I have no problem. Cause I am a very forgiving person, but if, if we're trying to do that and then you're just showing me like you don't really give a damn, then I got to go because this yeah. is not for me. And it's it's only going to make me feel, I don't know, like it's going to make me question myself. And like I said earlier, if I don't stand up for myself, nobody will. So mm-hmm. what about mm-hmm. you? For me, <laughs> it's the, the part of that question that gets me is that you have expressed to them part. Um, yeah. If I've taken the time and energy and gut to come to you and say, <laughs> hey, this is my boundary and you disregard that, I'm taking that as holy, whole ass disrespect. Like, there's nothing else that I can say besides you don't care about me, you don't care about my feelings, you don't care, so I don't care about you. And that's it. It, It's no room. Yeah. I will cut you off like a hot ass (laughs) tamale. I don't even know why I said that, but I will let you go. Remember Hot Potato? Did you play Hot Potato back in the day? I will drop you just like that. Because I don't have I don't have time to keep going back and forth about something that I've already come to the conclusion on. Yeah. I trust myself, I trust my gut, I trust my intuition, I've already had the inner conversation. I've already probably talked to you about my boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this, I will keep your secrets as much as I can. I will not say names, but I have been in a nine-year relationship. So sometimes I do have to consult my partner. <laughs> about some shady shit and if you tell me some shady shit and i gotta make a decision i gotta go to somebody i'm not Catholic. Yeah. i don't go to confessionals i don't have nobody to talk to besides him and my therapist so one of them two is probably gonna know some information about you if you fuck up i'm just like i you know really right feel like that's just what's gonna happen like when i listen when i tell my friends something and unless i say i don't want you to tell a soul <laughs> Yes. I already expect them to tell their significant other because it's like sometimes you gotta one I'm sorry but sometimes it's just some gossip like I can't tell nobody but babe right. I gotta tell you this shit <laughs> I gotta tell you this but you ain't nobody so you know like you don't count with yes. nobody you know like you are right. nobody so I have I could tell you but <laughs> unless you say do not tell that person or unless I specifically say don't tell anyone right. like, including Sadell I already expect it I really, yes. I do expect my friends to tell they, they person like, hey, it happens. And it's like I, I, I allow grace in that space because I am in a fringe, I'm in a relationship, and I get it. Like, yeah, that is your person, and yeah, you're my friend, but like, I get it. Like, that's your other half. So, like, you have to. That's your chamber of secrets. So, right, I'm okay with They're that. They're really just I mean, you. No, and I feel like if you put me in a predicament to have to consult my partner about some fugazi shit that you've put me through, <laughs> I'm so seriously like, now I gotta do because he's not gonna play about me. Like, he's gonna be like, um, no, cut him off, it's over. So, once I get to that level of having to talk to you about about you to him, just know I've went through all the, the steps and yeah. I'm coming to you. And yeah. I'm hoping, I'm giving you, this is your last chance. If I ever come and sit down with you over coffee and say, hey, here's a boundary, just yeah. know you got one right move to make. If you make the wrong one, you may be canceled the next <laughs> day. <laughs> no, and I'm sorry. I actually misunderstood what you were saying earlier. I thought you were just saying like, 
when I gotta tell my boyfriend anything, like that's what I'm talking about. Oh, but that's I, a- I agree. When <laughs> when I gotta go to you about about I have to talk to Jalil about you. No, <laughs> it's done. At that point, it's like now that he knows the shit that you're putting me through. Yeah, he's not gonna see you the same way. No, like, there's no, no. I mean, unless he's telling me, like, babe, you're wrong. Like, he right. he, he will tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but if I tell him, like, this victim did this, oh, he's gonna be like, well, why are you still her friend? Why are yes. you still even entertaining her? Just cut her off. And it's like, yeah. it's, not that easy. Like, it's not that easy for me to just, you know, like, obviously, yes. I'm talking to you about it, you know. But yes. I'm like, I I agree. Like that is the last. That's like telling your mom about a piece <laughs> of crap boyfriend that you have. She's not ever going to unsee that. Like there's no, no there's no coming back from that. No, so, no. I I'm right there with you. Yeah. So yeah. Anyone in a relationship, I'm sure y'all could be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. y'all not in. Y'all on your way to school, dropping them kids off. You going to work. <laughs> you you cooking dinner. You shaking your head up and down because you know what we're talking about. But the question is on you, my love. Okay, so with that being said, did we already say this? Who was the hardest person to set boundaries with? No, we did not. We but I feel like we talked about it, but, but let's, we talked let's... about it. Yeah. So for me, absolutely a really, 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 really close friend of mine. I it was matter of fact, very recently I had expressed some issues and concerns that I was having in our friendship. And like I said, I went through the steps. I went through the steps. I went through the steps. Yeah. I did <laughs> The, the mirror talk, I did the journaling, I did the tarot, I did the therapist, and then I had to go to the big final boss, which mm-hmm. was um, <laughs> defeating the final boss. <laughs> yeah, the big final boss, you know, which was my partner. I did it, and I, I, I contemplated it for two months before. That's how deep it was. It took me two months to finally be like, am I wanting to really say something? Yeah, like, yeah. and I, I went in there with the the intention of it being we're going to talk about this she's going to hear me I'm going to hear her and we're going to walk out of this stronger than before right and no ma'am that did not happen and like I said you have to prepare for the worst when we talked about this in the beginning you do not know how somebody is going to respond you cannot control anything but yourself so you Mm -hmm. giving somebody information they do have the right to respond however they choose and that may not be in your favor And it wasn't in my favor. And even though I wrote out the right words and I was patient and intentional with my message and I provided examples, babe, I gave, you know, I gave, I did the work as best as I could. I didn't just throw out BS and say, hey, this is why I'm feeling this way. I have backup information to prove my point, right? Like I was writing an essay and it fell on deaf ears. Mm. And it was a very hard boundary for me to set um after years of us being friends and that choice was made that maybe we're just not going to be friends anymore and not by saying that to me by the response that I had no response is a response lack of response is a response right I'm speaking to myself and I hope this message is reaching other people but for me a lack of response is a response Mm-hmm. I'm a, a very I'm, delayed response is a response, a, response. <clears throat> a very yeah it's like you have to understand your worth at that point and that was a very hard boundary to set that was the hardest boundary I ever had to set and I feel guilty about it because I felt like if I just would have shut my mouth maybe things would have been different but also if I would have just shut my mouth about it I would still be 
mistreated. I would yeah. still be undervalued, underappreciated for the sake of saying I have a friend. No, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. It's not going to work for me, you know? And if that person is ever listening to this, it's nothing but love. I'm not saying this in a way to be attacking and I would never even put business out there like that. But I need you to understand everybody and any female friendships because I'm a woman. When a person expresses a boundary to you, just take the time and consideration to understand what point brought them there. Yeah. Right? And I know it's hard being on the other side of that boundary setting of like, I feel attacked. I Take your time. Say, you know what? I hear you. Give me some time to respond to this. I promise I will get back to you promptly. Right? Yeah. And just see it from the other perspective. You can't always just go to immediate defense or immediate avoiding because that person is a person with feelings. So yeah. what about you? Who's the hardest person? Oh, um, okay. So I was going to say elders, but like we talked about earlier, like I really have not set boundaries with them. I am trying like that is my goal for this year is speaking up and saying I am not okay with this I do not want to talk about this I'm this is none of your business Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that like even that I don't agree with what you're saying that has been really big for me so that is a boundary Mm -hmm. that I am currently working on but I would say that my biggest boundary really has been with a very close friend of mine and my sister Like I had Mm. to, and like I told y'all previous times, I felt like at one point in time, she was my biggest bully. I also Mm. felt like as I started to grow and become my own person and I started to say no, it was an issue. And I was villainized because I was saying, no, I'm not comfortable with that. Mm. So, and I, I just remember like, just, just speaking on my sister you know, if she would feel some type of way, she would go to one of our mutual friends and basically trying to, again, make me out to be the villain. Oh, well, she's doing this and da, da, da. like, okay, you can, you can feel how you want to feel. I'm not budging on what I said. And right. that was big for me. Like I never, <laughs> like as a kid, I never tried to go against the grain. Like, oh no, like my sister said this. I remember <clears throat> I was in high school and at this point in time, I had moved to another state I was living with my brother like in Washington my mm-hmm. sister was still in Rialto at our, our <laughs> high school and she called me with some drama about our mutual friend and the person was really my friend like mm-hmm. this was my friend like I don't care what you got to say about this friend and my sister called and was like oh yeah da 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 I don't like this person and blood is thicker than water but the funny thing about that, blood was never thicker than water when it was on, when it was on me. Right. You right. always chose people over me, even when right. they were in the wrong. But when it's you, now it's blood is thicker than water. Right. And, and I remember just saying like, okay, what does that have to do with me? She didn't like that. <laughs> no. She did not like that. Mad, like literally ignored me for weeks because of that. Oh. And at the time, as much as I like, it took a lot for me to say that. And like, I'm not going to budge on how I feel about this person. It also was me again, trying to make the peace. Like, okay, well, why are you mad at me? Da, 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 da. Now <laughs> I do not do that. You can feel how you want to feel. And that's it. I'm, I'm sorry. I am. This is how I feel about it. We don't have to talk about this anymore, but 
I'm gonna give you some space. When you're ready to talk to me, we can talk. But I'm not I'm not gonna compromise how I feel or my word for you mm-hmm. any longer. So that was that one right there, hard, extremely hard to really see that through. Now mm-hmm. you I'm sorry, this is steel over here. You are not, you are not <laughs> getting through this. I am not. And I, I've noticed that like a lot of people like that was connected to us, like me and my sister. Um, even the mutual friend, she would go back and tell her like, oh, well, you know, this is a different shade. Like, this is a different shade. Like, she's mm-hmm. not going to be that meek and just go whatever what you want to say, Shay. And I'm like, I'm so happy that you, because mm-hmm. you were also a challenge for me to overcome. But I'm not that same person. I am not going to allow you to run over me. I'm not going to allow you to try and change my thinking. I'm not going to allow you for making me feel bad about my boundaries. Right. You can't make me feel bad for things that I'm not comfortable with. That's my truth. I don't feel comfortable with it. That's what we're going to do. If you don't like it, I'll see you when you calm down. But obviously we got to be around each other. Like we family. So I'm going to see you. I'll see you when you calm down, but I am not going to budge on that. No. And I mean, you answered my second, my second question, which was how do you protect your boundaries and being unwavering again, Uh when you set a boundary, I want you to take a look at it as like, speaking to people who are listening and myself when I set this boundary I cannot go back on it once you set the boundary you set it you cannot say well you know I wasn't in the right state of mind when I set that boundary like no you need to take your time and be intentional with the boundaries you set because when you set them you need to make sure that you abide by them as well as those people you're setting them for so right. you saying no I'm I'm tough of still is important and crucial part of setting boundaries so right. You, you completely answered my question. I would say the same thing. I have nothing to add to that question, but I will say for our closing question, um, we did want to say what boundaries are currently working for you now? Okay. Um, I would say boundaries that directly relate to my mental health. Um, boundaries Ooh. at work. That was hard. Ooh, like, that's having hard work boundaries. Yes. But it also, it helps having, working for someone that cares about that. Like mm-hmm. that are actively doing the work so they do not overstep. Yeah. Like, I hear you. This is not okay. We're going to change that. Mm-hmm. Here's something that's not okay. We're going to act on that. We're not mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, they're a good guy. I've had that too. Speaking back to that place from hell, the damn soul sucking environment, <laughs> I had a person hit my car. Literally, as I'm walking up to my car, this person is backing up into my car to get about the space. I know you feel. You backing into my damn car. Right. So I took your license plate number and I had security, head of security, run the damn license plate. Mm. And now people are getting mad at me because I said, I want your insurance. Oh, right. he's a good guy. Oh, he, yes. I don't give a damn what kind of guy he is. Like, right. why are you not? This person That's trying to do the fact that there was an accident that took place in the parking lot. Nothing. But that's what I'm talking about. You do not have respect for my boundaries. Like, why are you trying to convince me not to file a report for someone who was doing something clearly out of line? That's not okay. To me, you don't value me. So definitely I have work boundaries. And also not even like that extreme. When I'm done with work, I'm done with work. You're not going to make me feel like, oh, you have to get this done. I cannot get this done because I don't have enough people. And right. until you get more people in here, it's not going to get done. You're not going to mm-hmm. put all of this work on me, especially without the compensation. My shift ends at 
2 30 3 o'clock on the latest if i'm feeling generous after right. that that <laughs> time belongs to me and right. I think anyone who works in an environment means, needs to know that you're not getting paid for this do mm-hmm. not let this job coerce you into working more you're not gonna pay for that you don't need right. to work more you now you're cutting into you time yeah that's not okay so boundaries at work for sure say mm-hmm. no say mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. not not maybe not I'll, let me see <laughs> or I'll try. No. Yeah. And that's I'm I'm still working on that one, but I had the opportunity to do it this past weekend. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go. Yep. And that's it. Not because yeah. of this, not because of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. Not even mm-hmm. sorry, because even that, I'm not gonna go. Right. And if you you know, if you want to say sorry, that's fine. Like, look, right. I just no, I, I really apologize, do. but no. No, this is for me because I needed to hear this. I feel so guilty when I have to say no and not no to things that are like big, right? Mm-hmm. I could say, no, I don't have money to give you or whatever. But when it's like, can you go? I don't feel obligated to my free time. Um, yeah. Like, let's say you don't have nothing planned. Having nothing planned is a plan. I have yes. planned to have nothing planned. Exactly. So I am not obligated to give up on my schedule of nothingness because you have an event. Right. I do not need to go. I need time to myself and I don't need to feel guilty about that. And that is absolutely a boundary that I have to work on. I don't mm-hmm. go anyway, but it's the guilt part <laughs> that I need to work on. I don't need yeah. to feel guilty about saying no to not no. going. You right? don't. Because you're just overextending yourself. And I feel like 2021 was a fun year for me but damn it I was tired there was yep. something going on every damn weekend during the week every this and that I'm like when am I gonna get time just to think just yeah. to be alone just yeah. to watch my show I just maybe there's a new show that I want to watch but I can't watch it because y'all taking up all my damn time and that's dipping into my pockets I said I want to yep. save money now all the money yep. I'm trying to save I'm using it to be at these events yeah. So no, no more overextending. 2022, I am so sorry. I love you. I'm not going to catch you at every event. Right. I'm going to pick and choose which event I'm going to be at. So make mm-hmm. sure it's a good one because it's not happening every weekend. You will not <laughs> see this face every weekend. But i sorry. But yes, I haven't mentioned that. No, I agree with you. I, this has been my, I've been out and down and out for like a whole year now. And I'm just now coming into my space. You have to understand too, people. Some of you guys have time (laughs) on your hands. Right. Y'all have some time. Y'all have some time. I don't know Mm -hmm. where y'all get the time from, but Mm -hmm. y'all got it. Myself, my time is snatched. Yeah. It is so minimal. And I don't know if it's because I indulge in too many damn hobbies and I'm overextending myself on myself. Like, I need to read these books. I need to do this podcast. I want to get into making waist beads and working on my plants. Like, I have my own hobbies that I have engorged myself with. And sometimes people don't get that. They think, oh, you're just sitting in the house all the time. Like, yeah, I am in my house, but I'm working on my own things. Okay. I've been yeah. trying to learn tarot. I've been trying to learn pole dancing. I run a damn TikTok page. <laughs> I got a podcast. Okay. I do read. Like I am overextending on my own hobbies and I'm okay right. with indulging in that. 
Right. Some people don't have any hobbies. So their free time is literally free. Right. And I feel like it is okay, but please be respectful of other people's time and how they choose to spend it. Cause that's the one currency we do not get refunded for. Exactly. I do not get my time back. Once it's gone, I spent it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's I don't know. What I'm gonna... Right. So time is definitely a good boundary. Also boundaries that are currently working for me. I would say, keeping my myself private um mm. not giving too much in the past I was a friend that felt like I need to give as much as I possibly can to make people feel comfortable and I have mm-hmm. learned that it's okay to hold back it is okay yes. to be like, you know what this is my travel friend and we are going to talk about traveling they don't have to know my my travel friend don't gotta know what my work friend gotta know you know yes. and my yes. work friend don't gotta know with my shopping friend gotta right. know so y'all yeah, can relate in other ways it don't have to be yeah yes 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 yes, yes. and i could say no to that group of that friend that i feel like that is not your lane we are not gonna go there let's change the subject so mm-hmm. i feel like being uh conscious about what information i give out that's a good boundary that is currently working for me um and just dealing with family members that maybe can't see where I'm at in my life as far as my growth and um, my current headspace and being okay with them not liking what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I don't always have to succumb to someone else's views of what I should be. Right. You know, right. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also being unwavering with me. I, yeah. And this is my biggest one. I feel so bad about being myself. Like, I feel bad about being goofy sometimes. I feel bad about, you know, you, like, does that make sense? Like, yes, oh, I went yes. to dinner this week and I was talking about my obsession with crime podcast. I'm obsessed <laughs> with crime podcast. I'm embarrassed about it because I don't want people to think I'm a psycho, but I genuinely enjoy crime podcasts. I'm actually reading American um, Psycho right now. Because I love the psychology of it. And I felt guilty about sharing that. But I'm telling myself that is okay. It's okay to be yourself. That's a boundary that I'm setting. Even though it's not restricting anyone, I'm giving myself the grace and space to be who I am unapologetically. Can we, we need to have an entire episode dedicated just to being yourself and being okay with being yourself. Mm-hmm. Like there's a group out there for everyone. Like for just because part. I like this and you like that, that doesn't mean we can't meet somewhere in the middle. Like yep. I'm not going to, you shouldn't look at me or judge me for the things that I like, unless it's like, you know, some weirdo, <laughs> or I got a question <laughs> and have my kids around you type shit. Yeah. Then yeah. Yes. If it's just like, just a different interest, like don't make it seem like your interests are above mine. Respect yeah. me. Yeah. So, yeah, we need it because that, especially becoming an adult and trying to have make adult friendships, it's crazy. It's like it's scary to put yourself out there because you mm-hmm. don't know how this person is going to receive it. Like, yeah, when you're kids, it's like maybe you don't think about it like that. But as an adult, it's like, damn, if you judge me harshly, like, I don't really know how I'm going to take that yeah. at this age, you know? So we no, that's a good episode because I do I know and I'm I'm gonna rush this through um because we are running low on time but <laughs> um 
what I want to say really quickly is making friendships as an adult is difficult um, because you have to have a certain level of like carefreeness. And you yes. ever see that movie character where they're like dancing all crazy and they don't really care about how they're being perceived. And you're like, that guy is so cool in the movie. Mm-hmm. Thing, in the movie. And mm-hmm. you're like, but that could never be me. I feel like once you get to that space of just being like, I can just shake it all out. And if you hate it, you hate it, but it's me. And I'm unapologetic yeah. in that. You're yeah. going to find your people quicker than you would have by pretending to be what they, what you think they want. Yes, you know? yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. So again, advice to myself, this is not for anyone else. I, I make this podcast for me and Shalika, but really it's my own therapy. Like I look yeah. back and I'm just like, ah. Oh, Brie, you're right. You know what yeah. you needed to say to yourself, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is a good conversation for sure. We needed this. This, yeah. We needed to talk about this, especially with us, you know, rekindling our relationship and just mm-hmm. navigating, trying to find other relationships or just even just grow as Black women. I appreciate this. I definitely yeah. do. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, comments, Keep your concerns to yourself. No, I'm just joking. Any questions (laughs) or concerns, you can email us and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.